0: A bit of hope returned to Wall Street today after signs that the debt crisis in Europe could be avoided. That sent stocks up a percentage point. The Dow Jones gained 109 points to close at 12,044. The S&P gained 12 points, ending at 1,280. The Nasdaq added 35 points, finishing at 2,688. With me to discuss the week ahead in business and economics is WNYC's business editor, Charlie Herman. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Amy. Debt seems to be the word this week, both here in the U.S. and overseas in Europe. The president got directly involved in negotiations about raising the debt ceiling and in Greece. Legislators are debating new austerity plans that are required in order to get more bailout money. Will these issues be resolved this week?
1: For the U.S., probably not for Greece. The, there's increasing signs that they may be able to get something worked out. You know, here in the U.S., the president met with the Senate Majority Leader today, Harry Reid, uh, to talk about uh, the debt ceiling. The the talk sort of fell apart last week. And, and the big problem here is that the Democrats and Obama, they want either tax increases or they want some tax breaks ended, which would lead to increased revenues uh, to the Treasury. And the Republicans don't want that. They don't want anything that would increase revenues. They want more spending cuts. So they're really at an impact. In the situation in Greece... Uh, some French banks have basically decided that they own a lot of Greek debt, that they are coming up with a plan to basically slow down uh, the process of, Greek paying, of Greece paying them back. So that'll give Greece a little more time. And on Wednesday, the uh, government there is expected to vote on some austerity measures, similar to here in the U.S., but tax increases are definitely a part of what you're seeing over there. And it's likely that could pass, and if it will, uh, they would get some more of the money that's, uh, that they're hoping to get to help bail them out.
0: The stock market has been edging down the past couple of weeks. Is this because investors are worried about uh, lack of a deal on the debt ceiling?
1: That may be part of it, but it, it, I think it's probably more the economy overall. We're sort of stalled right now. Uh, we're not going backwards, but we're not really going forward. Um, if you look at uh, Treasury bills that these are, what the government issues, that's still being bought a lot, and, and the actual interest rate that's being paid is very low, which indicates that people are willing to take a low interest rate because they still think that the U.S. government is issuing safe deals.
0: Anything else you're looking at this week?
1: We get Case-Schiller report, which is the housing report. Tomorrow we'll have auto sales that'll give us a sense of how much people are buying, which is probably still pretty low. We just got some figures this morning that consumers really are not buying a lot, so we'll keep an eye on how the consumers doing.
0: WNYC's business editor Charlie Herman, thanks a lot. Thanks Amy. New York City is home to more than 8 million people, and according to the Linguistics Program at the CUNY Graduate Center, possibly as many as 800 different languages. When those foreign language speakers speak English, they create a lot of different accents. And we're not even talking about the local ones that flavor neighborhoods from Staten Island to the Bronx. That got reporter Tracy Samuelson thinking about different dialects and about those people who study how we talk and even teach us how to talk differently.
2: You may not think you have an accent, but you do. Everyone does. And if you're an actor, sooner or later, you'll probably need to learn a new one. Or just unlearn the one you currently have. Enter dialect coach Susan Cameron, stage right. Just read it first. Just read it. All right. I haven't got...
0: Don't aspirate your tea so much.
2: All right. I have an admittedly insane idea. Actor Juan Carlos Infante speaks English fluently, but with um, a bit of a Spanish accent. It's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. So that's a little staccato for the rest of my life instead of for the rest of my life. Cameron is helping him develop a neutral American dialect, even though she personally happens to be fascinated by regionalisms. It's funny, whenever I go on a bus or a subway, I can't read or anything like that because I just tune into the sound. I'm going, hmm, okay, well, Long Island. Learning or unlearning these regionalisms is surprisingly technical. There are 48 sounds in the English language, and lessons can move syllable by syllable. Cameron's read the dictionary twice to catalog words that commonly stump people. She can do pretty much any accent on request, even a variety of southern dialects. Here's Arkansas. Paula loved drawing landscapes of foliage in autumn. And Texas. Paula loved drawing landscapes of foliage and autumn. In addition to private clients, Cameron teaches at the New School and NYU. She works on film sets and has a book about dialects coming out in August. She also works with foreigners who come to New York for business and want to improve their ability to communicate in meetings or conference calls. After all, your voice can be your first chance to make a good impression on a new client. It's so much about who you are, how you're perceived, how what people think of you. Um It's so integral to who you are. With all this talking, Cameron says some days she just wants to come home to complete silence. But then it can be fun, too, like convincing the guy at the corner store you're from somewhere else. For WNYC. For WNYC. I'm Tracy Samuelson. I'm Tracy Samuelson. That was good.
0: You can listen to the entire New York Works series at our website, wnyc.org, and let us know who you think we should profile. This is the Financial 411 on WNYC.